Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. The only healthcare that is also a podcast. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. Aww. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of uh, technical medical terms that I've been using, such as immunovascular markers and May Day. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hey, Dr. London, you're, uh, you're kind of looking a little nervous. Why? I don't... Yeah. You were basically... I mean, the intro has been the exact same since the beginning of this show, and you were tripping over yourself. Yeah, well, it's just... Um, so I've been... As, as you know, like, I tried stand-up comedy recently. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, that, we did talk about that on a previous episode. We played a clip, actually, of your, some of your stand-up. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think of how everything I do in the podcast, maybe if I could just bring that onto the stage, then like I wouldn't have to write new stuff. Right. The general response to your stand-up has encouraged you to continue. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, ju- like That wouldn't have been what I guessed, but you know, I, I kind of, I, I... Well, I don't know if you remember, but so many people were yelling the whole time. Everyone was yelling a lot. Everyone was saying your name quite a bit, or at least describing the person they were seeing. Yeah. So, like, the most, all these descriptions of myself, uh, it was very affirming to me to hear that people recognized stuff, and they kept saying, like, tell a joke, and I was like, okay, they're ready for it. That, that was my take from that. I guess from the standpoint of all news is good news, you know what I mean? Like, sort of all, even negative press yeah. is sort of positive these days. Uh-huh. You can get on a reality show and intentionally be awful, and that'll still net you, like, 200,000 followers. Is that, is that sort of the angle you're going? No, well, for me, of course, it's, it's like I was so good. That everyone's just shouting, like, look at this guy. Yeah. Holy hell. Bring on the comedian. And I'm like, well, he's, I, I will, but I, so anyway, yeah, so this is, um, I'm trying to, like, if, if, if my tone changes a little bit while I'm talking, it's because I'm kind of trying out, what if I said this on stage? So, I mean, let's go ahead and, um, I mean, I'm not asking you to do five minutes, but, like, you can do a, a joke, right? Well, yeah, well, I mean, most of it, I think, is, because most of it's tonality. That's how people, that's how they do the stand-up stuff. Oh, right. So, you're going for the, like, Bill Burr doesn't actually have a punchline. It's just sort of how he says it mm-hmm. angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People are always comparing me to Bill Burr. Yeah. I would Uh, say he gets maybe some leeway on that solely because he's been around for like 7,000 years. mm -hmm. But I don't know if you're going to be given sort of the same leeway. Yeah. You think it's the haircut? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I would say that is mostly it. Yeah. You're not going to be taken as seriously as, yeah, as someone as serious as Bill Burr. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, um, I'm going to just, once in a while, I'll try to... Who's also one of your biggest podcasting rivals. Yeah. Oh, don't, I, you don't have to tell me. It's, uh, it's strange that we are competing so much against the same demographic, too. Y- yeah. 
we've talked about it over the last few episodes, but we've ran the numbers. We've ran the Google Analytics. Our audience has completely changed demographics to solely being people between the ages of 45 and 55, and that is it. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, wait, I'm 22, or, oh, wait, I'm 72. No, you're not. Wrong. Incorrect. And also, you, uh, uh, one thing that we maybe don't always touch on quite as heavily, but it does come up, is uh, you're also illiterate, if you're a listener. You're also illiterate. That is a huge part of the, the analytics that we've sort of analyzed and, and realized that, oh, okay, we, a lot of these big words we've been saying, like illiterate, maybe have been causing some of these issues in the world today. I, I take the blame for mm-hmm. it. I do. Well, that's why at the top of the show, you know, I, you know, I apologize right off the bat because, you know, May Day is a tough thing to, to, to say and yeah. to learn. And so um, just... We, I don't know if you've listened to a recent episode. We've cut down the apology quite a bit, okay. at least by a minute, because you would go on and yeah. on. And you're like, I'm so, I am so, mm-hmm. so, so sorry. Yeah. Listeners, I am so sorry. Which, once again, I think would sound much better if I just said it like a stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah. You could just go on stage, and as long as you have a consistent tone, you could just apologize. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So, like... That, that would be really fitting for you. Sort of like a, a, like a weaselly, like, just guy who gets on stage and just is it's like, I'm so sorry, and, like, shrinks up and apologizes. Yeah. That seems very Dr. Lundin. Well, the, the apology section of my set, yeah. You know. Yeah. That, I mean, all the canceled people do it, I think. You know, it's so, and they make it big, so. Um, oh, you're trying to get canceled so you get a $120 million Netflix I'm deal. just noticing who's making it, who isn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to be canceled, but I want to copy their style of doing stand-up after they're canceled. Oh, okay. Just oh, skip the problematic stuff. Jump straight to the teary-eyed apology, yeah. and then just people will assume what they assume. It doesn't matter because yeah. they'll try googling it. It's going to be drowned out by the apology That's right. news. Yeah. So they're going to be like, well, I guess it must have been something. Must have been something pretty bad. And then boom, Netflix yeah. deal or a Grammy. Whatever. Suddenly you're on a yacht yeah. with the uh, with Chris D'Elia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah, and it's not like I. The, the downside to it is I won't be able to choose yeah, my company, but you know, you, you don't have to be on a yacht with them if you don't no, want to. I would recommend not. I just, I, you know, I'll t- whoever I, wh- whatever company I find, I don't always get to choose. But anyway, so, so, so that's our producer, Cameron. Also with us is, did you know in the house? I don't know if I'm going to be canceled, but I want to copy their style of doing stand up after they're canceled. Oh, you're trying to get canceled so you get a $120 million Netflix deal. Skip the problematic stuff. Jump straight to the teary-eyed apology. And then just people will assume what they assume. It doesn't matter. Because they'll try Googling it. It's going to be drowned out by the apology news. So they're going to be like, well, I guess it must have been something. And then boom, Netflix deal. Suddenly, you're on a yacht with Crystal Suddenly, you're on a yacht, 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 yacht with Crystal Suddenly, you're on a yacht, yacht with Crystal Crystal. Suddenly, you're on a yacht with. Suddenly, on a yacht with 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 Crystal Suddenly, you're on a yacht with Crystal
But before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. And as we said, our listener demographics, um, you know, with our marketing, they've changed. So uh, these, these are illiterate middle-aged people. So our, this week's feedback comes in the form of a, a booger wrapped in tissue. That's right, Dr. London. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take that into consideration as, as feedback. And uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna put that away over here, okay? You have so you haven't opened it up because there might be a message. You you're taking this. I feel like as a fence, knowing our listeners, this might just be the only way they know how to seal a piece of paper closed, sort of their mucus. So if yeah, you could just go ahead and I mean, just open it up if you could. You're a doctor. I I did open it up enough to see the booger. I don't know what are you seeing there. Well, it, it's bloody. I, mean, I guess it's sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of looking like a like looking up in the clouds, right? Like, what do you see? It's a okay Rorschach test. Like, I mean, I see sort of a young man mm-hmm. who's at the base of a mountain, knowing this might be his last journey, but he's gonna fight. He's gonna climb because it's what he always dreamed. Because his dad died. Yeah, so I tripping. guess tripping. He tripped right in front of that mountain. He tripped. Like super hard, and he busted his knee. And he didn't want to put a bandaid or anything on it because he thought that was lame. So he it got infected and it went to his brain. Okay, so that's what I see. Yeah, and so I guess in the sense of that being feedback for us, that would be like the audience, the listeners are saying um, that was our way before to not use a bandaid to not bandage mm-hmm. a wound, and now they they would bandage a wound. Could be okay. this could be a note from the dead guy saying like this person's the dad of the person I'm seeing in this booger saying I was wrong for not putting the bandaid on. Okay. So so I guess we'll take both of these opinions and this interpretation of the feedback into account. So on my end I I'd go ahead and say that it is probably just a bloody booger um and on your end you'll say it's a sort of a story and a metaphor for a a man whose child died on the mountain because they no 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 the man died on the mountain because he tripped too hard and now the child, oh, the child to, to sort of like remember his father is gonna do what his dad wasn't able to do because his dad tripped just so dang hard yeah. just right at the front of the mountain About, yeah okay scraped his knee so bad okay so, and so that so, it went to his brain yeah so two interpretations of the same booger and you know that's you know for our listeners there are a lot of ways to interpret a lot of things um and maybe that's I guess that's the takeaway. I think there's usually two, right? The right way and the wrong way? Yes. Yeah. Well, I get, with the booger, I just, I feel like there's a lot of room for interpretation, but maybe I'm. Oh, you're one of those, like, there's no morality. Like, there's nothing is objective. Everything is just how people perceive it. You're one of those guys, huh? I, I, if we're interpreting boogers, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Like, oh, what is objective reality? Oh, man. Oh, is my blue. Your red could colors, dude. Come on. So that could be like, okay, I don't. That's that's significantly more advanced than book. But in any case, um, thank you for to this listener for uh, sending in your feedback, which was in the form of a booger wrapped in tissue. Um, now for today's medical topic: empty cella syndrome. And uh, so I'm gonna just. Like I said, I'm going to, I guess since, since my stand-up comedy was so successful, I'm going to once again just try the tonality. I feel like I, that can change this. Yeah, I would love yeah. to. I mean, if, if we can sort of 
really get a full set of sort of just a pathetic apologizing. Oh, okay, yeah. I think that would be, I mean, really, really okay. good. So, uh, empty cellus syndrome, okay? This is a disorder in which the pituitary is undersized, uh, flattened, and it's not visible on MRI. All right, okay? So, empty cellus syndrome, it can be an incidental throw in, finding. Like, throw in, like, have you, have you guys heard about this? Yeah. Have, you, have you heard about this? Yes. Actually, and, like, point to someone yeah. and be like, you, have you heard about this? Have you heard, heard about, about this? this? I'm sure you've heard about this. Look, oh, I can tell you've heard about yeah. this. Okay, yeah, because it, it's relatable. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys heard about this empty cell syndrome? Yeah, so, so it can be an incidental finding, right? But uh, that, that, and that of course means that it can be found while looking for something else. Um, and you know, it's associated with surgery, obesity, and radio, uh, radiation therapy. However, oh, and uh, that's when you could sort of be like, like you, like you. Like, yeah, and I point to people that look like they've had radiation poisoning or surgeries or whatever, yeah. or, or obese, yeah. You can usually tell with radiation poisoning if they are over, I would say like if they are over maybe like 13 feet tall and have sort of superhuman Super strength and maybe like multiple arms yeah. and maybe is joining up with other radioactive people. I would say that is a huge sign. And that is the medical lesson. That's it. Okay, well, so I'm going to go on a little bit more. Uh, so 70% of these empty cell syndromes are uh, idiopathic, meaning we don't, we don't mm -hmm. know what caused them. Um, but management of empty cell syndrome is basically just to check the you thyroid. You lost the stand-up cadence. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so management. We're, we're going to move on. We identified it, right? So when I go to manage this empty cell syndrome... <laughs> All I do is check the thyroid and adrenal function and then address any abnormalities that I find. But here's the kicker. Sometimes it's simply an imaging issue. There may not be any abnormalities at all to find. <laughs> and then like that's whenever I would assume either the applause or the replies. Well, like if you you're saying you if you like you're not finding something, that's when you mime sort of like searching for something. Okay. You're like, huh, where is it? Where is it? So, yeah. So there may not be any and then start Binox, looking in like the yeah. seats, like go through, go through the audience. People love when comedians do stuff like this. Go through the audience, and you're just like, huh? I'm just like, let me look through it, look through uh, people's yeah, purses. People do like, that. like if guy, if if anyone's has like a like a like a breast pocket, mm -hmm. you're just like looking in there, peeking. You're going yeah. like, is it in there? Okay, okay. So I, I get, so that part I don't know if I can convey as well through the podcast, since I don't have, like I, I get what you're saying, but all of that sounds very visual. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I guess I I didn't realize you were the type to just you're just not even willing to try when you hear something innovative. But that's oh, that's fine. That's okay. You see the limitations of technology as a stop sign. I totally get that. Lots of people, I would say most people see that. True innovators don't. They see the limitations of te technology as an opportunity to overcome them. But I could see from mm -hmm. your perspective how like you see you're like, oh, me searching in people's pockets in the audience isn't going to be conveyed well on the podcast. I see that as a like a challenge, something to learn and actually create. But me versus Honestly, you. I know you're coaching me here on my stand-up, but this is making me want to see yours. Oh, you don't want to see my stand-up. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I did. But I mean, we could, we could put a pin in it for now. But this is a, I think I want to see you because I know how much you like to rummage. Yeah, but you don't want, like, 
I'm saying you're a natural rummager. You can you can come to my stand up and you can listen to it. I'm saying you don't want to see it. There's so many lights involved. It has oh, caused quite a bit it. of temporary blindness. And now I'm I'm okay. working on this again, Doctor London. This is a technological limitation. This is a challenge that I'm going to overcome. Is that I keep blinding my audience. Okay, okay. Well, um, in any case, that's that's the medical lesson. That's the stand up comedy, which we're we're really making that work. So I'm really happy with how that turned out. Gonna try that on Wednesday. Um, all right. All right, uh, Cameron, you said that we have some special guests today. Is that right? That's right, Dr. London. We actually, you know, some weeks we have one guest. Okay. Have you ever considered what it might possibly be like to double that? We have the budget for it, Dr. London. We I, do. I, ju- I don't think, well, I don't think we do. I think you've miscalculated, and that's how we end up in these messes with like you know my house is flooded because the plumbing budget was supposed to go no, to you don't you don't understand like so the you know, the guy that i gave the 1300 to he, that's going to come back 10 times that because he's got an algorithm that figures out when boxers are gonna get injured and then you can bet on their like hospital bill okay i guess i just don't see how like underwear can be injured it's just but um, d- uh, sorry, I'm sorry. We're keeping you waiting. Uh, hello there. My name is. Doc- oh yes, we have two yeah, guests. Doctor LondonSmith.com and this is our producer Cameron. Uh, what were your names? Hi, you two. I'm Stoner Chick Kayla. Oh, I'm sorry. We need to. There might have been some, been some confusion just because of a different thing. We are not the band you two. I'm sorry if you were misled into thinking that. I do. I have have sort of a U2 fishing account where I sort of. You look like the edge. I sort of try to pretend to be the edge, uh, and I do the like guitar thing through my like my fishing accounts, and I might have gotten wires crossed. This is actually we're this is Doctor London. I'm producer Cameron, but I really apologize. We are not we're not the Irish band. You two. Well, stoner chick Stephanie here is slightly disappointed, but still here for a party. This isn't the first time I've let someone down by not being you too. So Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah, know, we don't normally get we'll that on. kind of people don't forgive us that easily easily for not being you too most of the time. Yeah. Cause this has happened a number of times where we get someone on the podcast. You know, we get like Billy Joel and he's like, Oh yeah, I want to talk to Bono, and then it's just me in London. He gets really mad. It's it's very, very nice that you're okay with me not being the edge. We can totally relate to your conundrum. And as amateur cannabis advocates, we're here to really try to get through to Dr. London, who we're guessing didn't learn much about cannabis nope. or the healing properties of the plant and Moreover, the endocannabinoid system in the human body. Yeah, Dr. London's kind of a prude. I would say he doesn't have much experience with anything leafy I'm trying to, in I'm trying general. To think of the different systems. So we had the circulatory system. We had the skeletal system. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We had, you know, neuro. Mm-hmm. LCD yeah. sound system. Cardiovascular. Well, I said circulatory, cardiovascular. And then um, trying to think of another a muscular system, uh, integumentary system. I'm trying to think of. The, what do you call it? The endo? Endocannabinoid. Which is kind of more similar to, say, the serotonin system or 
the dopamine system. There's also the endocannabinoid system. So that's, I, I guess, whenever I think of systems, you know, you think of cells that form tissues and the tissues form, you know, organs and organs form organ systems. Think James Murphy, you think New York, early 2000s, you think a, a fun mixture of dance and indie rock. And so, so with these in mind, I'm, I'm realizing that maybe your vocabulary for a system is different from mine. No, London, Dr. London, no. It's like an ecosystem, man. It's like everything's fucking connected. You got, you got the eagles fishing the salmon, and then when the salmon die, they're food for the bears, and the bears' poop is food for worms, man. It's a whole system that's connected. Yeah. So... Uh, so the eagles take the salmon and then they they give it to the bear. I don't. Or does the bear eat the eagle? Don't look too into it. They share it. It's a. Okay, well, I'm sorry, but I have watched a lot of videos on this, and like I've seen, I've certainly seen the the eagle taking the salmon, and I've seen it taking it to like near the bear, but it's I don't think it's ever. It didn't look like a gift. It's taunting the it's bear. Doctor London. You're missing stoner chick Stephanie's mm -hmm. point. The point she's trying to make is that there are all these natural systems in the human body, but the endocannabinoid system is the system that helps them all talk to one another. Now, this is not a joke. We're not here to kid around about this. Dr. London, the reason you did not learn about the endocannabinoid system in medical school is because of the stigma against cannabis in the United States. All they teach you is the, the bad things cannabis can do to people. They don't teach you about how it can be used as medicine. Okay. I, and, you know, and I hate to sound a little bit mean here, but like that's pretty presumptuous. I, I wasn't taught do that. Do tell. Yeah, so they, let's see, what I learned, um, I guess one of the negative things that I learned is that cannabis can be connected to men uh, having gynecomastia. You can, you can have man boobs if you're... Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So that's, yeah, which that was one professor who I, the professor honestly seemed to kind of suffer from it particularly. So he was an expert on the matter. Possibly. I don't know. I put tits on anything and I love it. Yeah, why do you say that that's a negative, Dr. London? You're saying you wouldn't like a like a nice set? That's true. I'm sorry. That was uh I I don't know what I was going to say sexist, but I'm not sure if it would be. We're riding the line. However, I'll just say I have a pair of tits and it's great. I would wish it on anybody. Well, not, sometimes I just think of like, what is holding Dr. London back? Like, here is this celebrity doctor. Like, what is holding back his career? And I do think you being sort of stacked might, you might benefit from that. Just in, just because you're trying to be in the like celebrity mainstream okay. TMZ yeah, style doctor. Okay. And, the, you know, the fact that I have, I don't know if you heard earlier, but, you know, with my stand-up comedy, I'm trying to do a sort of a post-canceled feel. And I feel yeah. like this... It it would, this is all hovering near, uh, I don't know, subjects that I think, you know, especially calling me out on how I've ignored cannabis and medicine. Like, this could all either get me canceled or get me canceled adjacent. 
Yes. So. And I think that's the sweet spot. Again, you don't want anything that like, well, actually, you you are a, a white man, so you can do anything you want to cancel your career, and you will be given a Netflix special. So honestly, you just go for it. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Okay. I won't give you a booger and a napkin. You know what I'd give you in a tissue? I'd give you a little nug. Oh, wow. A little nug wrapped in a tissue. And that's that's not a like a metaphor for a booger? No, it's not a metaphor for a booger. It would be a nice, juicy little nug of cannabis. I want to hear about some of the like practical benefits of smoking the leafy green. Like, does it, I mean, like I've got sort of a foot thing. Does it do foot things? It can help with inflammation. We know this much. So if it's an inflammatory foot condition, yeah, sure. Definitely CBD will help lower your swelling. My toes have... Mm-hmm. What would you say, Doctor well, London? Ju- well, she she melted. Together, yeah, she mentioned like, what... inflamed, and you have put it in the fire to try to cure it before. So, like, that's definitely that is there. true. Uh, I don't know that whatever you and I know you stay away from this stuff, but one time you got a whiff of cannabis before, and uh, it. I don't know that it healed your foot, but it definitely uh, the the fire went out eventually. So. That is true. And I do think the two are connected because I saw the one and then the other happened. Okay. So yeah. Basically, he, he tried, he, he didn't know how to go about it, but he tried to light it on fire, the, 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 marrow, mm-hmm. the, the cannabis. And it did just take the house, basically. Uh, which mm. that's, I guess that's one of my big complaints about it is like it's a huge fire hazard. Uh, I know people who don't play with fire normally that all of a sudden they're carrying lighters and so that's a danger as far as i'm seeing that is that sort of is a danger because that how 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 far do they have to be pushed to start using that lighter on something that's not a joint Mm -hmm. and it's actually someone's hair or it's a or it's my foot or it's a building so that that is true cannabis to arson what where's the line and so that's Mm -hmm. that's for for our guests you know have you done any research into this well i mean just yourselves have you have you guys committed arson in any capacity i've i've come close to burning off um some of my freshly cut bangs oh wow (laughs) but uh that'd be the closest to arson i've ever come is arson to my hairstyle i would say that that (laughs) qualifies i mean legally we can look it up but yeah i wouldn't we can cut that out because i don't want you in hot water on this yeah I don't want the police after you. No, it's Oh, it's cool. I'm already No, it's cool. You've already sought legal counsel on this. I have legal counsel. Her bangs grew back. And my bangs grew back. Past the statute of limitations. Okay. Yes. Well, Stonership Kayla, you were it looked like you were also about to answer. I was all gonna say the exact same thing that one oh, time okay. I lit my bangs on fire. Lost, okay. lost a so couple this... eyelashes that day, but otherwise, no, no arson on my record. But did you do it on purpose, or was it an accident? And be honest, we get real on this show. Total accident, but once I realized they were on fire, I kind of just let them burn a oh, little. Oh wow, yeah, that kind of counts as arson, right? Yeah, yeah, that's no, yeah, in court. 
Dr. London, I feel like you still have not shared with us what they did teach you in med school about the endocannabinoid system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once again, by that name, I don't know that they taught us a lot because once I don't know if you remember the ones I listed, but there are a number of systems, you know, endocrine system. That's what we're actually that's what the medical lesson was from today. Uh, And the endocannabinoid system didn't really come up as something. But, you know, to your credit, there, there are federal laws and things that keep it from being studied so much. So Exactly, Dr. London. That's exactly the f***ing point. And that's what me and Stoner Chick Stephanie are here to tell you. They've been keeping it from you, Dr. London. The people who trained you, they didn't want you to know. Well, just to, just to emphasize again here, my, my professor was... He was very stoned most of the time. I, I'm sorry. We should say, um, I went to medical school on a boat on an island. Uh, they, the culture there, boat culture lent, it lent a little bit towards. No, they didn't use the word endocannabinoid system there, but they probably called it like the, the, the dinghy or something, starboard. They they might have called it port or starboard or aft. Um, yeah. So. If that's, I'm not sure where on the boat the the system would have been, because uh, I'm not I'm not a renowned sailor. Just the right aft. Ah, okay, it would have been aft. Okay, well I, I know I wasn't invited there. Stern. No, no, that's that's the end of the boat that <laughs> where a lot of people got to go, and I didn't always. I'm sorry, Cameron. You You're were getting saying... so nervous right now, Doctor London. Did you get rowdy in your college days, and you just don't want to admit it when we're talking about this no, subject? Was... Well, in college, I was pretty laid back. No, this is med school. Med school is where I went nuts. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. Because uh, it was out in the water, basically. So, no rules. you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a lot of strict rules. Yeah, but uh, For yourself, because you have your um, own yeah. sense of morality. Yeah. And so I didn't really get into much trouble. But, like, the thoughts I had sometimes. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I'm sorry. So, so Like let's... what? Okay. So um, one time I thought about what if I taught uh, the fish to swim in a school and carry me around. Oh, wow. That's so f***ed up. Yeah. How would you teach a fish to... How would you do that? Yeah. So I... Uh, like, it was one of those kind of small thoughts. Would you feed them in, like, a circle or something? Okay, that sounds... That sounds a lot better than what I... No, what I ended up doing at the time was... Just like I would look out and be like, you know, come to me. Um, you were hoping to conjure them. Yeah, but I'm basically. Oh, uh, witchcraft. I got it. I feel you. Yeah, which once again was not the term used. But uh, there was, you know, like there's there's doctors and then there's there's witch doctors. And that's a different sort of specialty route to go. But you have to admit throughout most of human history if they were to take you with your medical knowledge and just drop you in there, you would be considered a witch. Yeah. Well, like in job applications, that's, I think what I would have to put down. Um, yeah. Uh, no, you'd probably which I put don't... healer. I would imagine. I get like, it just depends on the company. I think you know, it's kind of best foot forward. So like, I do you want to play the, Let's we'll all play this hypothetical. If I go back to what, what, what century are we thinking? Oh, 1997. Okay. Whew. Um. Okay, ninety-seven. What? Uh. Do you think they'd be willing to accept the knowledge that you have, Doctor mm-hmm. London? No, I'll say like coming up is 
Human Genome Project, and maybe everyone, it's hush-hush except for the people in the know, but I would be labeled as crazy, and then later on... Oh, wow, you know, they'd call you a witch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I guess, come to think of it, too risky. Yeah. Uh, so time travel off the... Yeah, let's off take the that menu. Off. Is that is that what we were talking about? That's that's what we were getting at, right? Is that your question, Stoner Chick Caleb? Not really, man. <laughs> wow, I'm so sorry to be disappointing you here. I, Doctor London, what do you hate about weed so much? Is the issue? Yeah, and well, I feel like you guys are all assuming that I'm just coming in hard against it. You're wearing a lab coat, Doctor London. That's why. Okay, because I'm a scientist. And on the you have a bunch of like opiate brands on the back because as a doctor, I, half of your job is getting people addicted to opiates, right? Yes. H- half. Yeah. But not, um, and by the way, I'll- but, and that's sort of a conflict between that and medicinal marijuana. So, I mean, let's just be honest with your sponsors, Dr. London. So we're trying to back away from that, especially Koala Cola, the sort of our corporate sponsor here. We're trying to back away from some of these statements because, uh, John Oliver did a piece on fentanyl not so long ago. And so we're kind of in the spotlight here. So what I want to say is that that's bad and we should have naloxone around. Okay. To stop the, uh, to, to stop the opioid and, uh, let's cannabis though. Um, Cannabis, it's known as a gateway drug, but really it has actually become an exit drug and has helped a lot of people uh, going through opioid withdrawal. Which one is the gatekeeping drug? That would be... The drug that doesn't allow, is like, you don't, you don't like drugs unless you like me, yeah, right? Yeah, like kind of pretentious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ketamine? Yes. <laughs> Good old ketamine. Special K. Shrooms. Maybe. By the way, to our listeners, I know that you don't understand most of the words we're saying. Um, let's, uh, I know we're, anyway, we're going to get a lot of feedback about what we've covered and how, and once again, the words are so complex. Uh, take a seat. Just maybe take a seat where you're at, um, unless it's in traffic, then you walk to the... Never mind. I can't give advice like this. That they could be in any situation, and they will take me too seriously. Um, back to yes, ketamine and shrooms. Of course, the gatekeeping drugs that keep the other drugs from moving on and having successful careers. Uh, let's see. We got there from gate <laughs> gateway drugs such as cannabis. The big question is just what the hell is your problem, yeah. Doctor London? Why do you hate giving people an alternative to fentanyl? I have a doctorate in vibology, man, and oh, where'd you study? I yes. studied in the school of the forest. Oh wow! It may not be on a boat on an island like you, but um, in the forest with the critters, I got my PhD. Okay, and, and just I want to be specific because I have another friend who went to school at least with a similar name. What state was that in? It well, PhD stands for pretty. Okay. Yep. Heaving dose uh-huh. of, that's right. At the University of the Forest. At the University wanna... of the Forest. And my in... professor was, uh, as a, was a hedgehog. Dr. London, did you, and you didn't have a hedgehog teacher at all, right? I, I mean, I had that one sort of man boob professor, but like he, I didn't ask. My professor also had man boobs. 
Okay. Does anybody mind if I spark up a joint? Nope. You know, we don't usually do legal drugs in here. Typically, we try to stick to the more legal ones. But go, yeah, you can go ahead and. Uh... Here, Cameron, yeah, I'm passing okay, okay. it okay. to you. And, yeah. Uh, no, just okay. Yeah. This is this is what arson looks like, though. I don't want to risk the studio burning down. I don't know how to manage it all. So you've never Cameron, smoked I... weed because you're afraid of burning down your studio? <sighs> Come on, man. Just live a little. Think yeah. of it as natural medicine. And uh, if you burn down the studio, we can just say that it was some uh, faulty wiring. You know what I'm talking about? No. What do you What do you mean? In, 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 like in, in, insurance. We, look, if we don't pay our insurance, we don't get insurance. I. Uh, well, no, you don't pay insurance, silly. Insurance pays you when stuff goes bad. Yeah, but we have to have it to, anyway. Um. So, uh, I guess sh- short answer, which I believe might answer a number of your questions, is uh, so we don't have evidence of the all the efficacy of cannabis in as, as an alternative medicine, uh, but it does cause short term memory loss. I'm not sure if wow, and so that's why you want people to still be on opioids, huh? That's crazy because they might be slightly forgetful. I won't deny that it's caused some short-term memory loss. I don't even remember whose turn it is with this joint. <laughs> Come on, Dr. London. Just take yeah. a hit, man. Yeah, no, I, man. Like... Dr. London, man. And I forgot what the I forgot what the the lesson of the day was was about. Yeah, thank you. Looking on radiation poisoning or something. It was a lot about radiation yeah, poisoning. Yeah, there's a lot for my and searching, searching for disease and not finding it, which is Dr. London's least favorite thing. He calls it a waste of time if someone comes in at a che- for a checkup and they're healthy. Okay, well, I guess if we're going to get to that, whenever you have a riddle before you, do you want to solve it in two seconds? Or do you want to really put some time into that riddle? I would say if I'm getting paid like $10,000 to solve this riddle, I would, I would like okay. the first one. Okay, okay, no, I guess fair counterpoint. I, if it was all about riddling, I'd like to have a little time with the riddle. If that makes sense. Okay, see? See? Okay. So I see where yeah. you're coming from. But if it came down yeah. to like... Yeah, I see both, end, I see both yeah. ends. I, though I, I should clarify there. Um, I'm not normally you know, on riddling while doing it like that's a pretty specific sort of uh drug to be taken but that's that that one i will say has the evidence to back it up as a as a treatment method um for for certain conditions uh and i now it has been proven that marijuana does help with like being like like lame and like stupid it helps that, or it makes it work. What I'm sorry, when you say helps, it could go both ways, unfortunately, and you don't know which one. Okay, uh, I guess. Okay, yeah. Let's say, um, let's say that I'm considering it, and we'll we'll say that I'm ignoring whatever data is in my head. Uh, I have someone come into the office, and they say, "Man, I'm always just really tense and anxious, and." I try to go to bonfires where people are playing acoustic guitar, but I just feel out of place. Like, I don't know how to vibe is basically what they're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like everyone else there is pretty fine, but I'm like kind of occupied in my head a little bit too much with, with the cares of the day. When I look at a flower, I just see a flower, not the universe unfolding in front of my eyes kind of thing. I've never once considered, is your blue maybe my red? Yeah, they, com- they complain of this stuff the whole time. How do I make my hand move? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm writing down the patient's complaints, they'll say, like, I've never struggled with, with <laughs> this. I've never had that red thought blue ever. Debate. Which, and yeah. you know what You know what you would prescribe them, right? Fenton- Are you going to say fentanyl because you're on their payroll? I thought it was going to be no, Ritalin. No, no, no. Okay. Hey, Riddle, oh. Ritalin. We would prescribe them weed, man. It's the best medicine for stress. Yes. Your patient would just sound stressed out as hell, man. Just give him a little doobie. I guess the only thing there is, because kind of, and that's once again, because I push aside all that I have in there. Because I I was thinking, like, there are anti-anxiety medications as well. But I I get what you mean where I don't know how the anti-anxiety medications would affect their vibe at a campfire. Like, I... I I haven't seen that in clinical testing at all. Well, then let's do a test. Let's do our own. No, okay. I'm... Study where we give people weed at bonfires, like right now. Doctor London, take a hit. You still haven't. Cameron is it's true. Lit I know, up right and I'm now. so scared of the fire that just ready to break out around well, him. I'm just, so I'm keeping uh, this. Got... It's a little flame alive, Doctor London. It's not going to get any bigger. I just. Just we've already had the cauliflower marshal three times this week, and it's it's well it's been for prank calls, but it's still like they're gonna know our numbers, so they're not gonna answer, unfortunately. Yeah, so I, I I guess I just have to say here that I um have thought of what if a different person perceives the colors differently. I've already had the thought. Oh, okay. Before. So you're saying you have like smoked up before? That's cool, dude. That's cool, bro. Okay. Yeah, no one's gonna judge you, man. Okay, but but all I have to say is that we, and like this is totally not with the, what what I perceive to be the vibe currently, but we have to do chores. The wheel of chores. No, have you ever had a nice sativa and then folded hot laundry? It is one of the most satisfying things you can do, and I hate folding laundry sober. <laughs> Okay, because I've had one of those. I haven't folded laundry sober in over 10 years. Yeah. Not a joke. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Lennon, because he, I mean, being a celebrity doctor, I'm sure you have help folding all your laundry, right? Yeah, well, they they smoke around me and I fold it. Yeah. Like, because I can't do all of oh, that work. Oh, yeah. So they, they do the, yeah, they smoke and then I fold. Um, but, which, which, on it, like, I it's kind of a blast for me like I because especially the challenge of folding a fitted oh, sheet wow, yeah. you know you're like oh people say they can't do it and I'm like well I'm watching it on YouTube trying to get the tips for how to do it right um and it's so for me it's it's a total thrill I'd actually I feel like I'd be losing a lot of my my like recreation time with if I kind of lost sight of that but in that case if you enjoy it it would enhance your enjoyment Dr. London it sounds like Dr. London is getting contact high from his helpers around the house while he's folding laundry. It does really sound like you're sort of, you, you maybe, when you have these thoughts about does their, do they see green when I see purple? Is it after folding all this laundry, Dr. London? It's, uh, well, especially because it's, I, 
I do a tie dye laundry style. Um, and I, I kind of mix and match colors and stuff. So yeah, there are a lot of colors going and everyone around me, I do invite a crowd over and there is usually someone playing guitar, uh, while I fold laundry. Um, and there's a bonfire there as well. Uh, a guy on bongos usually as well. Uh, see, it's just so weird. You're, you're so like resistant to, to art, to all this, because it sounds like you constantly hang around the type of people who would be pro medicinal marijuana. Oh no, they, they all, whenever I say like, are you, is that bad what you're smoking? And then they'll say like, no bro, it's fine. Um, so doctor you're looking a little bit high right now i mean we did just hotbox your podcast studio thank you for saying it and that's similar to what they say at laundry time uh but uh yeah i guess thank you i i i appreciate that most you know outside of laundry time people don't say it enough i'm gonna start using laundry time as a euphemism for getting blazed I'll be like, it's laundry time. I can't relate to that. (laughs) Smoke weed every day. That is a huge thing you're missing out on, Dr. London, is you can say anything with a certain Mm -hmm. tone, sort of like your stand-up, and it means getting high. Like you can be like, I'm going to go take the, take the, take the dog to the, uh, Mm -hmm. to the, to the mall. And if you just say that with like the right cadence and with enough like us in between your words, people know what you're talking about. Yeah, going to the mall with the dog. We really should, I guess, just do the chore wheel, huh? It's never going to click. I'm going to go vacuum the yard, man. Yeah, see, I, I absolutely know what that means. I'm going to go wash my ceiling, man. Okay. I mean, like, I guess if you had yeah. to power wash it, if it got something on it, sure. Um, it's- oh, boy. Let me explain the chore wheel. So, Dr. London and I have unfortunately been neglecting everything on our to-do list for a really long time. Uh, I mean, specifically, Dr. London, you have not shaved that one single hair that is coming out of the middle of your forehead. You say, I'll do it later. I I think it's going to work into the hairdo eventually. You think it'll just kind of go back? It's yeah. got to connect. You know, it has to. That's how hair works, right? It always has to connect. Yeah. Well, the thing is, because you know, someone's scared of my hairline receding. But I figure if this is it, trying to make a comeback, and if I stop it there, it'll meet in the middle. You know? Does it hurt? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can tell. Yeah. It does look very sore. But Dr. Lennon hasn't been able to do stuff like that because we haven't landed on that chore on the chore wheel. What is the chore wheel? We made this fun wheel to convince us to do our chores has all of our chores on it, all of our tasks and every week we spend it and whatever it lands on that is the chore we must do now stoner chicks would it be possible if you guys could spin that dang old chore wheel Steph do the honors alright here I go oh no of course we have to do <sighs> not this, this one, one. do you want to read it yeah, so we have to introduce the town to the new mayor. Let me explain what I'm talking about. The mayor has died. Aww. The mayor that we've talked about in all these episodes of this show, the mayor unfortunately has passed away. And when that happens, a new the mayor arrives. Mm-hmm. That new the mayor is now the mayor. It's sort of like a Santa Claus situation where, you know, you put on the mayor's outfit, you become the mayor, that is you, you sort of absorb all of their responsibilities. 
But this new guy, we got to show him the ropes. We got to show him around town. So we're just going to do all of us, all four of us, just maybe some simple tips and tricks on living in this city. This town, yeah. This town where the mayor is in charge of. Yeah. Well, the town of here. Mm-hmm, this town, specifically. First thing we're going to do is we're going to set him up with some dank bud. Yes, absolutely. We got a friend who works in the kitchen over at Wendy's. Uh-huh. What, one or more of us used to f*** him. Mm-hmm. And he just happens to have the best bud in town, so. Now, just to clarify, bud, um, it's not air bud, correct? Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Just Maybe if you, you have a little bud and you watch air bud, that's a good thing. It's a double bud. Yeah, okay. that, would, that would be like air bud. So you'd be doubling up on the Okay, okay, I just want to clarify, because that, that's my frame of reference here. Sure. Uh, so after we get him his chronic, we'll take him over to Hollywood Video to rent Air Bud. Well, now I'm tracking. So is, is getting it from the guy at Wendy's cheaper than just going to the dispensary? Or is, it, is, is that extra step sort of, is there a reason for that? Is, it just, is, there, is there something fun about going to see the Wendy's guy? Well, in this town... In this town where there is no dispensary because it's illegal, man. Mm-hmm. Where they don't even teach their doctors about the endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the boat and there was no laws. So they could do whatever they wanted to on that boat. Yeah. There's a chance that they had smoked and forgot. But we do have, starting this year, a new dispensary. It's actually DJ Dillon's dispensary in his basement. Now, unfortunately, it's not, you know, regulated. Nope. And, you know, there are a lot of... It's not always, you won't always get um, <clears throat> whatever airbud you want from it. Uh, but it's, you know, it's It's sort very, of a grab bag. Yeah. yeah you grab the bag and then you just take it and you leave. You pay 50 bucks and just whatever it is, you just deal with it. Oh, yeah. That is a bit of a grab bag. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Could be what you want. Could be a pet, new friend. Could be a little airbud. Could be honestly. a little airbud. Uh, once we get airbud on video cassette. We're going to go to Petco. Okay. And we're going to buy three lizards. Okay. Um, with the mayor. And we're going to set the lizards free. Okay, yeah, that's good. Um, it's, just, it's just like a ceremonious thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like um, you're starting anew. Yeah, it's like another one of those things where you go, yeah, I'm just going to set the lizard free, man. It's yeah. um. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You're gonna something but, that I would have I would apologize for after getting canceled. I but I think that's one of the lines to use is I'm sorry for setting the, the lizards lizard free. free. Yeah. yeah, that's that's been in a lot of them. I'm just I, I'm writing these things down for whenever I use it in my stand up special on Netflix. That's what I would do. With the mayor get some lizards and set them free. Yeah. Well, it's I mean it's every ceremony thus far. You you did your reading on it, but yes. Uh, Every time we have a new the mayor, we have had the lizard freeing ceremony. Yeah. Three lizards representing the three, the three you know, the trifecta of are the, the town. three pillars of the town, which is duty. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that can be spelled both ways. It's yes. written out both ways mm-hmm. with the slash. In yeah, because everyone likes a good giggle, mm-hmm. and it's duty, uh, partnership. Mm-hmm. And that's spelled both ways. Either ways, it says partnership slash partnership, just to... And um, f- fragility. 
Fragility, yes. Yes. We, Extremely the town. fragile town. <laughs> Three pillars. And that's what the lizards represent when you release them. The the idea, because yeah, our three pillars, one of which is extremely fragile. Uh, yes. Which that was not, we not originally, and this is sort of a fun fact of the town. There were only two, or yeah, there were, sorry, four pillars, one collapsed completely. And then the side it collapsed on was a side with the third tower. And so it's, it's, it's not looking great, but it's holding for the moment. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited about uh, we were excited to show, yeah, the new, the mayor, this. Um, I mean, Dr. London is, is, oh, sorry. Fragility is a good thing, because if you're too hard, that doesn't quite leave room for vulnerability, Dr. London. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I agree. And, like, for the people who dwell in that building with the, the pillars holding it up, um, I, I, I'm sure that they feel similarly, uh, just as long as it's fragile but not collapsed. Like, there's that line. Uh, that you know, that I, I think is, and you're good to all walk. about kind of walking on that line and like, yeah, being on the edge, and you're, you know, it just that's how to get a Netflix special, right? Like, that's gotta be. What are you showing the mayor, Doctor London? Yeah, so uh, we've released the three lizards for the three pillars, um, and then I uh, will do the traditional thing of saying, "Oh crap, we gotta catch those lizards!" So. Uh, oh, we call the town the together because yeah. that part of the ceremony is very private, very private, um, but it's televised. And so the moment the lizards are out, we panic because we need to catch those lizards because they end up becoming sort of a part of the, uh, of the, the, you know, the town's committees and things. So uh, town comes together to try to find these lizards, but like it's in the grass. It's oh, like, I'm, we haven't done it yet, so like I'm, but I'm already thinking through. Like it's gonna be bad this it year. It becomes as sort of large and extensive as a missing person search. Oh yeah, helicopters, well, huge lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if a, like an escapee from a prison. It's sort of the same intensity for these three. Most lizards. of the town's funding. It's kind of like when you do stand up, Cameron, and the whole audience is blinded by the lights. Oh, yeah, that so far has worked to my advantage because then it allows people to really hear the jokes, which I haven't figured those out yet. But once I do, they're going to be so locked in, you know? Mm-hmm. And in this case, it helps us hear the lizards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which surprisingly quiet is from the past knew the mayors. That, that's been my lesson. So I'm wondering if this year, and Cameron, maybe you have some suggestions on this, how to enhance this. Air tag. Put an air tag on them, like the Apple air tag. That's a great idea. Freaking okay. love that. <laughs> and then you just open up the Find My app, and then you know where the lizard is. And then, yeah, you can do it. You can stomp on it or whatever you want. No. Okay. As an animal lover, that's not my vibe. Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing. If we, the, depending on who is, yeah, vibing their way towards the lizard, uh, it could hurt the lizard which we need the lizards for the ceremony later that day so that's why i'm now i'm wary of the air tag idea you could still you don't have to kill them if you you can humble them a little bit yeah the most prideful creature of all the lizard yeah the lizard okay all right well i mean uh yeah do you want i mean i i i i would like to show the mayor sort of the most famous part of town which is the ice cream shop because i saw a dead body behind it last week 
And I think that would be really cool to sort of show him. Oh, no. Are you okay, Cameron? Uh, No, I'm sort of traumatized about it. And I want to get me and my friends together. And we're going to go on sort of a long journey and bond together. And then we're going to see this dead body next to the ice cream shop. I recommend cannabis for that journey. Yeah, that would be really useful, I think. Um, And it'll definitely open up my mind to like, what does this body mean and stuff like that. What does your body mean? What is your body? What dimension are you in? Is this the dimension? You know what I mean? Yeah, well. Yeah, is, is this the fourth dimension or is it possibly even the fifth dimension? If not, up and to including the sixth dimension, have you, Dr. Long. Have you already, because it's been a week, you said, since you found this body? Yeah. So what thoughts have gone through your, because I, I feel like even those thoughts wouldn't last for a full week necessarily before you, you know, go ahead and contact the authorities, say like, hey, there's a dead body. Maybe we should. Well, I'm, I'm showing it to the mayor. What, author- what bigger authority is that? Okay. I get, and it has, it does take a week for the, the transfer of power from the dead mayor. Yep. From the dead, the mayor, sorry. Yeah. So that's why this week is sort of a no laws purge style week is because there's no mayor to keep things in order. And that's why the the police, the ultimate power, the town's mayor. And that's why it's been so safe. I don't know if you've noticed how relaxed I've been compared to usual, but with the, the cannabis in the studio, uh, there's no laws against that currently, fortunately. Yeah. So. Well, good. Yeah. So maybe that means you'll want to take a hit, Dr. London. Yeah, no, it's it just, it's the risk of arson is so great. And uh, it's kind of my exclusive experience with this thing. So I'm just so surprised you're antsy around lawlessness. Like you spent so many years on the boat, just out in open water with no yeah. rules. Well, it just that should, that should be home for you. It was a tough time in my life though. You know, I had to learn all this stuff. Wow. Oh, it was tough because of studying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, how whenever you listen to, you know, like a song at on your way, to, the same song on the same, t- on the way to like work or something and like you hate your job and the song is associated with that drive to that. Sure. Yeah. Similar thing with my studying and lawlessness. Mm. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, that's, fine to when, each their own, I guess. Yeah, just like, just the risk of arson is so, so great. Uh, anyways, but um, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and destroy the chore wheel. I don't know if you can, I guess this is an instance where your arson-loving treat there could be used on the chore wheel. Uh, yeah, because we have to destroy it every week because we, it's all arranged. We had new chores, take off chores. Well, take off one chore. So if, uh... Stunner chick Kayla, if you wouldn't mind going ahead and breezing your joint anywhere near that chore wheel because it is kind of unbelievably flammable. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to light it on fire with my lighter, man. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's not as a fit. Oh, okay. oh, yep. That's it, it. it. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Uh, so um, thank you so much for being on, everyone. Uh, to, um, you know, Stunner Chick Steph, Stunner Chick Kayla. Uh, do you have any um, anyone you follow, anyone you uh, are a fan of that you'd like to give a shout out here? We're fans of our damn selves. We are also podcasters. We have a podcast called Stoner Chicks Podcast. Whoa. <laughs> mm, I know. 
it's kind of like a comedy feminist cannabis podcast. Is that how you describe it, Stoner Chick Stephanie? Yeah, I'd describe it if you took a really cute kitten and um and your best friends and you got really high and you're just with your best friends and there was a kitten that you were all looking at. That's kind of our podcast. Okay. Yeah, okay. And this is sort of the innovation I was talking about earlier. Dr. London is so simple minded, he's probably thinking, Oh, is that a visual aspect, the kitten? But you kittens are a vibe, Dr. London. This is something you're never going to understand. It's a vibe. It, they introduce a vibe that you would never be able to comprehend. I just, well, it just reminds me of laundry for whatever reason. But um, Hot laundry, man. That's what it is. It's hot laundry in your ears. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to listen to some warm laundry, or sorry, hot it's laundry. Hot laundry, man. Hot. This, Scalding. Yeah, this arson-friendly laundry. Um. Uh, go ahead and listen to the Stoner Chicks podcast. Uh, let's see. So thank you once again to Steph and Kayla. Thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to Digital in the House. Ever had a nice sativa and then folded hot laundry? It is one of the most satisfying things you can do. I haven't folded laundry sober in over 10 years. I haven't folded laundry sober in over 10 years. I haven't folded laundry sober in over 10 years. Have you ever had a nice sativa and then folded hot laundry? It is one of the most satisfying things you can do. I haven't folded laundry sober in over it 10 years. It is one of the most satisfying things you can do. I haven't folded laundry sober in over 10 years. My name is Dr. Lennonsmith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya.